2: Welcome back to a special episode of Dateline. Oh, God. Do you know where your children are? Okay.
3: You better not. I don't have any kids. <laughs> I'm going to say, please, please don't. I know where your children are, Lewis. Where? I don't know. I don't have those either, and I'm not gonna.
2: All right. Well, I imagine you, like, eventually being
3: Julie Andrews in Sound of Music. Just and being, adopting
0: eight children. I'm yeah. Say,
3: being, I do have her, like, gentle rosacea. That's it, though. <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, we are back for another episode of Keep It, and Kara is just racking up this list of white women.
0: I, I am knocking it out. <laughs> Guys, I saw Celine Dion on Friday in Vegas. She was unbelievable. Like, actually, she was made for Vegas. She's so, she was so goofy and she had her like, it was basically like a half standup set. She sounds honestly better live than she does on her recordings.
3: Which is crazy. Which is
0: crazy. And she was just in like sparkles. She was nuts the whole time. She did like a 10 minute intro to that song she did for Deadpool. Why,
2: Whoa. why? Oh my God.
0: I learned she can raise her eyebrows independently of each other. Why do I know that in her show? <laughs> How is it that? How did I learn that at her concert? But I learned it.
3: I saw the footage on your Instagram. She really is like a rare bird. Just like a, a walking, like a cassowary or something, something large and tall and swan like.
0: She just, also, we made eye contact at one point. I felt it. I feel renewed.
2: Were you in the pit?
0: Yeah, like we moved we had like we had really good seats and then so like during the part when she like put on her short dress and did her Prince covers, we like moved to the pit and and we looked at each other for a moment.
2: Listen, being in the pit in Vegas is where it is at. It's, it's Louis, <laughs> that's where we were for when, J-Lo. We, when we saw J Lo and it was just like being that close to everyone. It's artist so close.
0: Yeah. Because you would never – because it's in, like, a normal type of um, theater. And so if they're – like, if Celine Dion or, or J-Lo went on tour normally, they'd be at a stadium. So you could just literally – you physically couldn't get that close to them. Also at, like, a festival or anything like that. This yeah. is literally just, like, you're touching the stage. Also,
3: she did Friends covers?
0: She did Friends covers?
3: Did she do Pussy Control? What did she do?
0: <laughs> she, did not. she did She did Purple Rain. Um, And then she did – Fuck, I'm forgetting the other one that Little she Red did. Corvette
3: sounds like it'd be I think lane. she
0: might she did one of the she might have done like raspberry. I don't think she did Raspberry Beret, but something in that, uh-huh. that tempo. Classic. Yeah. Um uh-huh. But yeah, she did Purple Rain and then like the part where his guitar solo, she sang it. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like.
3: Sorry. Well also, by the way, I associate her with air guitar because she was on one of the much later, I'm gonna say divas live things, and mm-hmm. is she and Anastasia. Do you remember that singer? Like she did air guitar for like four minutes, doing "You Shook Me All Night Long" by ACDC. So she is out of control and the best. She's
0: she's she's crazy and perfect, and I love her. And it confirmed my love for her. And I am knocking out that white women list. Who is next? Who's
3: well, next? Come on, Let's... Juliana Margulies. That's who I'm rooting for.
0: But it's it's a, she's got to be Alicia Flor. That's mm, <laughs> true. In character.
2: You've got you. She has to guest on The Good Fight as Alicia Floric <laughs> right. and you have to be on set.
0: Okay. That actually, <laughs> th- there's a few hurdles there, but we might be able to clear them.
2: <laughs> um, speaking of white women. Yes. Lady Gaga. <laughs> yes, okay, uh, I, I know her. Of the Germanotas. I can't get over that clip. She has lost her mind. (laughs) But we knew this, though. Of course. I knew that this award season tour for her was going to be extra, but her speech at the Critics' Choice Awards when she tied with Glenn Close was extra.
0: Did she stop sobbing? She won the award and, like, broke down. Like, she... This is the critic as you pointed out, this is the Critic's Choice Awards. I mean, amazing. <laughs> but what are you crying about?
3: Right. What this, are you crying about? It's like the sixth most important award.
2: It's airing on the CW, <laughs> uh as <laughs> Busy Phillips posted on her Instagram when she won one like several years ago. It used to just be in a basement and didn't <laughs> air on TV.
0: <laughs> the other thing about her reaction to this stuff is like if it's a movie. A movie like A Moonlight, or even or even a even like Dallas Buyers Club, something where you feel like wow, a thing we haven't seen before. What it a sure big is. cultural moment! Like bitch, they already made this movie what three or four times.
2: Like <laughs> you're talking about the character like, and doing are, this for me, Bradley. You played yourself,
0: right? Like, <laughs> I mean, good for you, but this isn't that big of a moment.
3: Also, I keep they keep flashing back to like Bradley in the crowd, and I'm just watching the movie of him processing her again and again and it's just I'm wondering if he's at a place of can she just stop I just feel like you can see the life slowly draining from him you
0: know she also told a story backstage that I hadn't heard not the 100 people in the room bullshit but the one about during her audition and she was in like quote-unquote no makeup makeup because most men cannot tell despite what they think when women are wearing makeup or not and he pulled out like a makeup like a makeup remover and wiped her face and wiped the makeup off her face if a man did that to me, the body bag that he would be in would arrive so swiftly. Are you crazy? There's
3: a scene like that in the movie, and I think it's a reference to an older A Star Is Born movie. That said, to do that in the audition. In the audition! Yeah, a like, little cray right? It's a little crazed. And
2: it's just so funny to be him continuously sitting in the audience watching her go on and on. That's what he's going to be doing. He's He's definitely going to lose. No one is rewarding him for anything for this movie. (laughs) No. He is looking very shiny
3: these days. I
0: just wish she would, because she looks amazing. Like, I thought she looked amazing at the Golden Globes. I thought she looked really, I thought she looked great at the Critics' Choice Awards. I'm, like, not trying to root against her, but I just, there's got to be less of this.
3: Here's the thing, though. If she loses and Glenn wins, I honestly believe Glenn will do, like, a front handspring into some splits, and I am... Excited for that. Glenn is having the time of her life with this. Award Don't season. you think the
0: Oscars will give it to it? Yeah, like she's older and like she's such a classic.
3: Yeah, and she's also so famous at this point for not having an Oscar that if we give it to Julia Moore for Still Alice, which was a movie that I believe cost thirty dollars, <laughs> then I think we have room <laughs> to give it to Glenn Close. If Gaga
2: wins, do you think she drops that speech on Instagram? Ooh, what do you mean the Oscar speech? Oh, that she oh, give it. Sure, like thanking all the people anyway. You know she has it typed out.
3: Right. <laughs> Already
2: Wr- written on some Dead Sea Scroll.
3: Yeah, with like interpretive dance in it and stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Coming up in this episode, we will be joined by Nina Parker of several e shows uh, Nightly Pop and. Pretty Wild.
3: No, I'm just saying all e shows now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Royals. Yes. <laughs> and we will be talking about Brian Cranston in The Upside. Uh, we're gonna we forgot be, about
0: that, didn't
2: we? We'll talk about R. Kelly today again. And we're gonna talk about
3: some politics. You ready, Lewis? I don't know.
0: We're coming for that Pod Save America chair.
3: I'm gonna say, watch yeah. out, Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never
2: be on keep it. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll be right back. Last week, we talked about Lifetime airing Surviving R. Kelly. And since then, a slew of celebrities have been forced to confront their complicity and apologize, basically. People have been removing their songs from iTunes. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga removed her Do What You Want song. And Christina Aguilera did like an Instagram post where she urged people to listen to... Her version with Gaga (laughs) to support women making music. It was weird. Together. (laughs) Wasn't it weird?
0: (laughs) Also, did how many people remember that version?
3: I mean, I I I know you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't speak to me that (laughs) way, Kara. But uh, no, you're right. Just like, we we don't need to listen to it right now.
2: Just just gay men
3: who tweet. (laughs) Those are the
2: only ones who remember
3: that version. It's mostly a performance from The Voice, right? That they then recorded. Yeah, right. Okay. Celine
2: Dion uh, is removing her 1998 collaboration with R. Kelly called I'm Your Angel, which, sucks, which appeared on her song. holiday album. <laughs> I know. I know. See, Celine was like, oh, these Americans.
0: <laughs> also Celine was probably, I, one of the things I think is interesting with all of this is like Celine Dion and R. Kelly made that song in 1998 and like his, his child pornography trial was in 2002. So you have all these people who just like truly didn't know And also, Mm -hmm. he was incredibly famous and successful. Like, that was, I think 1998 was when, like, I Believe I Can Fly mm -hmm. came out. So it's like... You have all of those people who I I like how they're just sort of quietly taking the music down because I don't think that requires an explanation. Like, why did you work with him in 1998? Because he was fucking R. Kelly in
2: 1998. No one's dragging Celine because, like, I don't think she was up on the Aaliyah shit. Right. Like that.
0: And, And also, there was no internet. Like, we all didn't really know what was happening. Right. But it's these sort of more recent people where I'm like, I am glad you were explaining this because in 2013... It does require an explanation why you were making a song with R. Kelly.
2: We neglected to mention it last week because I frankly forgot, but R. Kelly has a collab with Mariah. Ooh, girl. Oh, it no. was it was supposed to be on Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel hip hop E P sequel. And then it ended up on her twenty sixteen album Me I Am Mariah.
0: Oh yeah, girl, you know. And
2: him. she brought him out for a holiday performance in twenty sixteen too. So But also, Mariah cares about anybody but
3: herself. (laughs) She
4: will
2: never address it ever.
3: I I forget sometimes that when you say a Mariah Carey album title out loud, like how can you get through it without like laughing? It's so amazing. I didn't even
2: say the full title. I know. I am Mariah the The elusive Elusive shanty
3: with like the very liberal versions of punctuation therein.
2: One
0: thing I will say: Lady Gaga's apology was good. Yeah. However, my one bone to pick with her was she kept focusing on how young she was when she made this song, but you were 27 years old. Yeah, it's not that young. You were an adult-ass woman. And it happens a lot with like w- white men who rape women where they're like, he was just a kid and he was like 27 years old. You're like, no. It felt like she was passing the buck a little bit by being like I was young. Also, it's not like you were making the music alone, like you were Lady Gaga. You had a whole team of people who were, I'm sure, advising you to mm-hmm. do this or whatever. So it's not like you you made this decision in a vacuum as a as a wee 27-year-old adult.
3: I also feel bad in a way because last week I, I was nitpicking... Some of the music choices in the R. Kelly documentary, when apparently they needed to make this documentary so that these damn celebrities would apologize, it wouldn't have happened otherwise, you know. So I guess just thanks to the fucking filmmakers for like
0: And Dream Hampton, yeah, yeah,
3: so. Phoenix, a French, who, who was that? A, a French band
2: <laughs> that I have literally never heard of. Apologized. I think I
3: knew it was a band. I they, knew that.
2: Okay. They maybe I've heard the name, but I've like I don't know their music. Right. Anyway, they apologize for a 2013 collaboration with R. Kelly, and I'm just like, R. Kelly was collaborating with a French band in 2013. <laughs> like, what was this nigga doing?
3: He's just placing calls
2: everywhere. Just yeah. just r- running across the globe. He's <laughs> like, I can't work in America anymore.
0: I don't know. It's just a lot of people have worked with R. Kelly. Like we're now realizing, but I liked. I thought theirs was like a. Again, it's like we we didn't know. I mean, I guess. I guess, guys.
3: I'd like to see a video of, like, Bugs and Lola Bunny apologizing for working with R. Kelly on the uh, that Space Jam soundtrack. still in Space Jam.
0: I know. That sucks because that's such a I right. love that's
3: It's in Space Jam. I forgot oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: mean, I believe I Can Fly was a huge song. We sang it in huge... middle school. Yeah.
2: At graduation.
0: No, it was like... It was... <laughs> 1998
3: here's my question how do you feel about listening to the age ain't nothing but a number album by Alia? it was very
2: uncomfortable for me this week trying to listen to it mm-hmm. because back and forth is one of my favorite uh, songs, truly top truly 10 one of my ever songs. Yes. and i love her and it's also so hard because when you want to listen to Alia. That is literally the only album available. Yes. Oh, like on streaming services. On streaming <laughs> Yeah. You cannot listen to One in a Million. You cannot listen to Rock the Boat. Yeah, like, good
3: you... luck finding Rock the Boat. Yeah. It's not on this planet. So it's 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 hard. It's hard. Right. Especially
2: like looking at the album cover and he's just in the background peering right, right. at her. Yeah. And he has he pipes in on Back and Forth 2, and now listening
3: to the actual song Agent of But a Number. I need a minute. I had forgotten how much of that album is about her being in Jeeps. It's like, you're 14 years old. <laughs> you are lying. You're not driving anything. Are you down with the clip? <laughs> Did
2: you guys
0: see there was the, I think the story had already been out, but it was sort of like resurfaced when Destiny's Child, when they were like six you know, so they were really young when they were like 16. R. Kelly invited them to the studio and then like out to a club uh. and Miss Tina and Matthew were like, hell fucking no. And like, probably saved them from being wife number two.
3: I never need Matthew Knowles to be the moral center of any story. I mean,
0: mean, Matthew Knowles was a good manager, not a husband. I don't know, but he was (laughs) like, he
2: managed the
0: the (laughs) shit out of destiny's child. But it was like a moment of, you know, those two, you know, which is not to say that other people are bad parents, but um, it was like crazy to think that like, Oh, he was just really trying this with, Lots of teenagers. That's
3: the official no, no, no part one right there. <laughs> Kanye, mm. of course, had to weigh in. And Kim. Cancel and Gretel themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Kim always has to weigh in because Kanye weighs in and she has to always go on social media. Kim's and in the other room control. in
0: that empty home of theirs.
2: That house is so fucking big. It's,
0: <laughs> there's nothing in it,
2: but cameras. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pennsylvania is that where uh, they live,
2: <laughs> and 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 satchels of of gold, Jesus for Chris McDuck to oh, swim it. Oh God, <laughs> Kanye argued that art should be separated from the artist, and though he didn't directly reference R. Kelly, he said they're just going to pull up full documentaries on him. They, then then they're going to come with the Michael Jackson documentary. We can all enjoy their music all we want. I thought I wasn't going to go there today. If we're going to tear down artists, let's go ahead and take Da Vinci out the Louvre while we're at it. Let's take down all the art. What did Leonardo Da Vinci do?
3: Also, we're jumping right to the <laughs> Mona Lisa.
2: What did Leonardo Da Vinci do? I don't know, but is he, if he did. Does he some, know something we don't know? If he did some shit, I'm pretty sure all of Leonardo Da Vinci's victims are dead. It could be. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone going to the Louvre and uh, being triggered triggered by by Da Vinci. Right. (laughs)
0: So what did Kim, what did, because then Kim tried to backtrack and lie.
2: She said, I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Oh, please don't. Kanye was speaking about his own experience of everyone quick to say they are canceling him because of differences in opinion and not being perfect. The analogies were in context of his own experiences, not defending anyone
3: else. Girl. Also, not true. He was like, stop canceling these people just because. That has nothing to do with his experience. What
0: Kanye documentary is out? Girl, is there a Kanye documentary we don't know about? What are you talking about?
3: Is he making one?
0: Right.
2: (laughs) Uh, There also is a Michael Jackson documentary coming out.
0: That's actually going to be... The Michael Jackson kind of reckoning is going to be wild because Michael Jackson is someone who I think universally is accepted as a genius. His music is so integral to pop culture. Like, every pop artist that came after him was doing an extended Michael Jackson impression. And it is like, are people going to stop playing Michael Jackson's music? I kind of doubt it. It is so ubiquitous. Unlike R. Kelly, it is going to mean something very, very different. R. Kelly was
2: largely pushed by black media, too. You know, like, people saw him as a star because he was constantly on b e t constantly mm-hmm. on black magazine covers before he even had the big ninety eight crossover, yeah, whereas Michael Jackson achieved global success,
3: yeah, yeah. also it's it's not even like like I don't see the show the Cosby show anymore but that is just a TV show like you he's not somebody who you just hear his voice in a CVS or whatever and like I think rarely a day goes by that I don't hear Michael Jackson you know what I mean so it's just that would be a serious cultural shift head. again if we if he was completely eliminated yeah
0: I remember when this shit about Quentin Tarantino came out and I saw all these people on Twitter and obviously Quentin Tarantino is not you know touching mm-hmm. whoever and all these people were like well his movies sucked anyway and it's like listen he he, you liked his movies at some point like this sort of this trying to rewrite history where you're like Quentin Tarantino is his movies are bad now because he did bad things to me is like it's disingenuous and I think it's just against the truth and I don't think it's the way that we can like move forward with this shit like you can't act like Harvey Weinstein was not a part of making great films Mm -hmm. you know you're not like wow that movie's shitty now it is still a good movie it now Unfortunately is tied to a very bad person. But I do think rewriting the history of like this is bad now, consuming it, is it bad? Perhaps. Like that's a different argument. But I think being like these things are bad now because we don't like these people, I would say the same thing about the Cosby show. The Cosby show is incredible television. I loved the Cosby show. I cannot say that I did not love the Cosby show because we know that he's a monster. (laughs) But like, you know, like that's just that's just not true. And, like, us sort of dealing in not reality is not helpful to anything.
3: I prefer the Cosby Mysteries.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, oh my God. I forgot all about those. It was a good show. Or the show Cosby.
0: Or his second one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes.
3: Uh, or, Co-starring Madeline Kahn. Or Ghost Dad. Don't say Ghost Dad to me. Ghost it's Dad. too early. Ghost Dad was that girl. I bet it wasn't. <laughs> Have you seen it? Um, no. However, he's in, what's that uh, Neil Simon movie? California Suite, And oh goodness, I like him in that movie. They're doing this again. Yeah.
0: Um, I, saw an, I also saw an interesting tweet where someone said, well, I don't know if it was interesting. It was funny. But they were like, separating the art from the artist is hard to do when the artist is singing about his crimes. Which is what the argument with R. Kelly was. Oh, sure. True. So, like, I thought that was an interest. like, he has been talking about singing about gross shit. For a long time and
2: playgrounds and all sorts of <laughs> shit. Whereas the creepy Michael Jackson songs
3: were never good. Anybody at home listening to You Are Not Alone? I was gonna say, or the music video for childhood. Like you can right. you don't you like, might never see like, that. No one wants that.
0: It <laughs> almost feels like R. Kelly was taunting everyone with his you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're trying to pull me down or you're saying I did this shit. I'm just gonna double down on this vibe um now that you can't touch me, which I don't know that that's like the argument to listen or not listen to people. I don't know that that's, that's how we should be evaluating shit, but it was a tweet that made me chuckle and pause.
2: Also, we know that R. Kelly is currently living in Trump Tower in Chicago, right?
0: I mean, of course he is. Like, Jesus
3: Christ. I know. I mean, fill in the mad lab, but yeah. <laughs> with just, just eating Wendy's and <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mostly can't get over in that picture? Just what he considers a photogenic look. <laughs> he stands with his arms out. I, I said this in on a Twitter. big-ass overcoat? Yes. Inside! The look on his face is it's 50% off at a carpeting store. <laughs> That's what he's going for. That's
2: the grandeur of his appearance. Someone wondered if Trump was wearing that big overcoat um, in this the dinner photo where he surfed Wendy's and McDonald's to the, the, Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. The national
0: Championship team. <laughs> if
2: he's wearing this big overcoat because he thinks it it's slimming to him or if it's <laughs> actually just like cold
3: in the white house because he's too cheap to turn on the heat
0: or he doesn't know he's inside because he has too. dementia right
3: That's that There's too that. also slimming oh yeah you look just like ben wishaw <laughs> in that in that slick london trench
2: <laughs> waiting for mary poppins to come back
3: <laughs> oh god that movie was not my fave Well, all right
0: we took a real departure from our yeah. Kelly. <laughs> Our producer is looking at us like she stepped out of the room and there was a a R. Kelly conversation happening and now Mary Poppins.
2: All right. I think we've had enough here. I know. When we're back, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite politician, Tulsi Gabbard. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see Footprints in the Sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? (laughs) No? Uh, If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary.
3: And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside. And then your apartment is cold. I can't explain Mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths
2: is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment,
3: and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective, from Bobby Schmurda to The Wire— Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths.
2: Black perspectives have not always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black is the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us
3: without us. Doesn't the Black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. (laughs) Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to
3: Pod Save America. I'm John Vavra.
0: I'm Tommy Vitor. Oh,
3: I, was, I kind of wanted to be the concerned Tommy Vitor who clutches the table and seems very conscientious. But I'll be and John love it. I don't care. But, <laughs> T-
0: Lewis, if I'm Tommy Vitor, you can look at me.
3: That's true. You can't okay. look at
0: yourself well, if you're
3: Tommy Vitor. Y- like I'm Penn Badgley on you now? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's a nice person. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't yearning over here.
2: Have you even started watching you?
3: No, uh, I, I have to say, I'm very entertained by tweets of people discovering you, though, because they yeah. cannot believe it. You know
0: who I just was? Um, I was with Jenny Han, author of Two All the Boys I Loved Before, and she was like, "I started watching it because you and Ira wouldn't stop tweeting about it." Does so, she love it? I mean. I, I don't think she's far enough in it yet, but like it's funny wa- because now so many people when they start watching it they're documenting yeah watching it and uh, everyone is going on the same wild ride that we went on.
2: My phone is just blowing up with texts from friends <laughs> like I'm watching it, just all caps. <laughs> it's happening. It's also
3: very funny seeing Penn Badgley push against I guess uh, uh, the adoration for his character. He's like, this is not okay. Please don't. You oh know? yeah,
2: he's tweeting at people. Please stop saying that you love Joe. He's a murderer. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> like, he could murder me. Oh, God.
3: But he could. <laughs> the internet, haven't we already done this pose a couple of times? Let's move on from choke me, murder me, et cetera. Tulsi Gabbard is
2: running for president. Friday night, Democratic representative from Hawaii's 2nd District, Tulsi announced that she plans to run for president in 2020 along with 700 other clowns. <laughs> it is like a fucking sweepstakes. And I, they all
0: did it, like, in the same two weeks.
2: And they're all Instagramming their, themselves they are all, very annoying. They're all
0: trying to, like, jack AOC's swag. And, like, it looks weird. Like, Elizabeth Warren, don't know nobody want to see you... Instagram live in your kitchen with a beer, with a beer. Like, because we know you're just copying a young person who did it. Right. That's all you're doing. No.
3: Also like when she says she watches ballers, it's like, right. That's the exact cool level I want from you, right which is not that cool.
0: I don't want it any cooler.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Beto uh, Instagramming his mouth. Oh, right. <laughs> <while laughs> he's at the dentist. what The fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs>
3: Anyway. Yeah, what did we learn from that? Is this the magic school I'm box? Actually, I don't want to go down your throat. I'm
0: voting for the one person who doesn't Instagram Live their life. <laughs> That's who my next president will be.
3: Oh, gosh. Uh, Good luck.
2: Anyway, uh, this Democrat who wants to run for president has been stirring up some controversy Nashy. online. She is a 37-year-old Iraq war veteran who once touted the anti-LGBTQ group The Alliance for Traditional Marriage literally sounds like an alias villain.
3: (laughs) It sounds so like something Tipper Gore would have had it in 1983, you know, (laughs) evil and buttoned up.
2: It was a group that spent more than $100,000 to lobby for an amendment that reserved marriage to opposite-sex couples. And it described homosexuality as unhealthy, abnormal behavior that should not be promoted or accepted in
3: You got it, sweetie, as I smack my own ass. Moving on. Maybe she has a point. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs)
2: Anyway, when she was running for a seat in the Hawaii State Legislature in 2002, she cited her work for the Alliance, and the Alliance also actively supported gay conversion therapy. And, Which, if you
3: know science, works.
2: Right. And in 2004, she also fought a bill that would have legalized same-sex marriage in Hawaii. Anyway. What's she She's running for president. So, clearly, she got some apologies. <laughs> uh, she said, first, let me say that I regret these positions <laughs> I took in the past and the things that I said. I'm grateful for those in the LGBTQ plus community who have shared their aloha with me
3: throughout my personal journey. She means the movie. (laughs) Emma Stone. Thank you for showing me that.
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) Over the past six years in Congress, I have been fortunate to have had the opportunity to help work towards passing legislation that ensures equal rights and protections on LGBTQ plus issues, such as the Equality Act, the repeal of DOMA, blah, 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 whatever. She probably brought glory on iTunes, too. That's right. <laughs> anyway, Twitter has been driving me crazy because now we are embroiled in a conversation of didn't all democrats used to be anti-gay at some point point? and bringing up the fact that in 2008 obama said i believe marriage is between a man and a woman i am not in favor of gay marriage and hillary clinton saying marriage has got historic religious and moral content that goes back to the beginning of time and i think it's between a man and a woman in 2000 listen that shit is not conversion therapy. Right, no, I was it's gonna not. say
0: it's like, and that was like, it's again one of those things that we look back on and you're like, this was not okay. But there was this prevailing sort of idea about marriage in particular, which is not at all the same as this shit that this woman was doing.
3: And also, she claimed she was dogged by homosexual extremists, just and, fully calling us like <laughs> zealous. Yeah, and like
0: Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Like Barack <laughs> Obama was not a part of a group whose only goal was to stop this was like not what these other people were doing gay
3: teenagers
2: who go through conversion therapy kill themselves yeah like this is this is a big difference i think that 2020 is really going to be the year of politicians trying to rebrand themselves now and i think that rebranding yourself May work if you're Joe Biden and you want us to forget about that. Anita Hill shit. But if you are supporting conversion therapy, like no bitch, I'm not (laughs) supporting you.
0: I also like it. In other years, right? Like I, you sort of understand this, like all of these people who are never going to be president, ever, 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 who are running, that it's like to increase their um, notoriety. Like that's a, you know, they're like trying to raise their profile, and so they run for president and they get a book deal and whatever, and they know good and goddamn well they're not going to be president, but it is to become like more well-known politicians. Right. in 2020 arena yeah. has a
2: cabaret <laughs> off broadway but like
0: in 2020 <laughs> for me it's like this shit is serious like we don't have time for this bullshit like this is not the year for all of you to try to become more famous or whatever the fuck like we need some real shit we need real people running not this clown bullshit we don't need everyone jumping in like we need to get serious about who the fuck is going to run for president because we need donald trump to not be president anymore so this year in particular this like clown car of people rolling up saying that they're running for president i find very very irritating, and honestly, borderline irresponsible.
2: I do. And uh, I also want to say that there are ways to defend Barack and Hillary without some of the insanity that I've seen. With some people tweeting, uh, we all know that Barack was really just lying (laughs) because— Um you know you, you, it wasn't good to publicly support gay marriage back then. I'm like listen, I don't care if he was lying. <laughs> I don't care if he actually meant it then. I'm glad that he changed his opinion later on, but it's also like I'm not going to say that it's okay. Yeah. No. You know like you don't have to create hoops
1: and i doubt he would
0: say it was okay. I think mean, if you asked him i don't think he would be like that was a that was a fine opinion to have. I bet he would express or has re- expressed regret for having that opinion. So it's like you don't even you don't even know that that's what he's thinking.
3: Also by the way, i remember distinctly in 2012 when it was Michelle Obama who gave the speech that she said something it was the dnc i think indicated that she was for gay marriage. And I remember that being so kind of shocking, you know, like, oh, wow, they're actually going public with this. So let's not pretend it was even that long ago that it it was unsurprising that a democratic, com- uh, 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 that a democratic candidate would say these things. So we are still, I feel I am still recovering from how awful that was. You know what I mean? I don't think we should roll well, over was, that.
0: It was that Robin Roberts interview when they oh, like, sat too. down. That was like the moment when they sat and he was like, I am now in support of gay marriage and they got they got Robin up in there looking great as always.
2: Just always looking fly. Just looking
3: good.
0: Like, this looks, bitch is like, I be cancer how many times?
2: Right.
3: She looks she looks like she does a jaunty job. I was morning. gonna say I literally was about to say the jauntiest woman. <laughs> uh, the, rarely you describe a woman as jaunty. Thank God we have her. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and Robin Roberts.
0: Yeah. But who, who is the other the other politician? I feel like now it's just politicians inundating us. I mean, with their bullshit constantly. That's all they're doing. But like, even even more so, because now we've got fucking uh, Scaramucci what? is Scoot, back. Scoo scoo.
2: Uh, Anthony Scoot, Scaramucci Scoot, is Scoot, back. Scoot, oh, yeah. Uh, the mooch. Scoo scoo. <laughs> scoo scoo. Uh, I I hate him.
0: <laughs> He's gonna be on your favorite t- TV uh, show.
2: I, I I listen. So, Celebrity Big Brother is back. <laughs> and the uh, Peabody winning celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> uh, Scaramucci is joining the celebrity Big Brother house.
3: Did you also, by the way, see like the fake lists of people that were supposed to be on the <laughs> show that turned out to be wrong? For a while. I had believed that Sean Spicer was going to be in the house. So oh, anyway, I'm already deadened to this news. Like, I was prepared for it to be even somehow worse.
0: What is Sean Spicer doing? Man, that is a name I have forgotten about, fortunately.
2: He's interning here at Crooked Media. <laughs> He's got great ideas.
0: <laughs> He's running for president.
2: Uh, this is obviously Scaramucci's own attempt to politically reinvent himself because we he saw how it worked for Omarosa. <laughs>
0: But Omarosa, like, but it did really work. Omarosa was also there for longer than ten days. True, right. had I don't know if she had a real job. He had more of a real job than her. But like, Omarosa was also a name we already recognized. Yeah. Like, yeah, Omarosa, we already knew who she was. She was there for a minute. Like, dude, nobody knew who you were. You were there for a hot blink of an eye. And that, you fucked
3: that, up in record time.
0: Yeah, like, uh, there's no reinvention.
2: There's also the You're idea... You're the Flojo of fucking
3: up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's just the idea... I love his nails. <laughs> there's also the idea that Omarosa going to Celebrity Big Brother was her going back to what she should be doing in the first place. <laughs> right. Being on reality TV. This is like, no one wants to see you. I would... Like, if you walked... You're trash and you tried to get me fired. If you walked
0: down... <laughs> the street and you pulled you had a picture of this man nobody knows who nobody could identify him
3: yeah i don't think so either but by the way this cast list is disturbing in a couple of ways when i'm looking and i'm worried for candy burris because dina lohan is in that house um um kato kalen who is a parody of somebody who would get selected for the show he literally is just known for being a a witness in the oj thing (laughs) that was i believe Twenty-four years ago, not even a useful witness. No, <laughs> he he had Brad Pitt esque hair. That is what we remember about him. And he gets in the house. I'm just saying, Candy Burris has a Grammy.
0: I know. What is she, and she has money. Yeah, like she doesn't have like silly like non Beverly Hills housewife money. Like this bitch has real cash. What are you doing, girl?
3: And also talent. And so, tal- yeah, go write a song. I'm worried.
2: She never turns down a check. <laughs> never,
3: never. <laughs> Tamar's in the house. That's also crazy. Lolo Jones.
0: And then now, do you think so? When Amoroso is on Big Brother, she was doing her like dropping Trump secret shit. Like, don't you think he's gonna try? He doesn't have anything else, right? Like he has no other
2: personality or role. What did learn in fifteen days? <laughs> right.
3: Like. Also, by the way, that actually throws into sharp relief how. Omarosa in her own way again again scamstress obviously like waving a finger in the camera like you don't know what I know this guy is so helplessly guileless I feel like he'll just spill it all in 10 minutes (laughs) to Jonathan Bennett the guy from Mean Girls what
0: if the mooch is the reason Donald Trump gets brought down because on Big Brother he 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 throws down the receipts yeah
3: and Julie Chen Moonves raises an eyebrow at the camera and says how about that
0: well, she's gone. But first, right?
3: nope, she's back for Big Brother. Oh, so she just quit the talk. Correct. Yes. Girl, which which what? is an interesting situation because on Big Brother, she actually does control the conversation. So it's it's an interesting move. On Do you her think part.
0: every night she's going to be like, "I'm Julie Chen Moonves"?
3: Okay. The other well,
2: time. I hope it's like that. Yeah. Yes. Just like that. Just <laughs> like that. Which is wild to me because now knowing everything that's come out about Les, Les
3: yeah. it's just like.
2: Are you really going to be up on CVS being on?
0: All- well, you know what? Because he didn't get his $60 million, so she's got to go back to work.
3: I would also lean the other way if I were Julie Chen. I would just call myself some other name and just hope that caught on. Hi, it's me, Julia Brun.
2: <laughs> Hi, it's Juliet Venosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good night. Uh,
0: Again, we took a wild turn in this conversation.
3: <laughs> Imagine staying on the topic of Scaramucci, though. <laughs> Well, that's not where we started.
2: We started with Tulsi. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Tulsi Gola Gola Island. I look
3: (laughs) look forward to her on Celebrity Big Brother. (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) Stabbing Ross Matthews. Honestly, they're going
0: to be able to do an entire (laughs) Celebrity Big Brother that's just 2020 presidential candidates. Oh, yeah. Failed 2020 presidential candidates.
2: What if 2020 is actually just a season of Drag Race? (laughs) <laughs> oh sure, like,
3: like, better box in the room <laughs> in the workroom. Let's I'm get bad. sickening. <laughs> also, yes.
0: 2020 is so far away, dear God.
3: I know it's so. I, I just can't. 2019 I, just started. I know. We haven't had any time to be disappointed in it yet. Uh, oh, Kamala Harris is running too. Kirsten,
2: yeah. I,
0: t- oh yeah, who is oh, yeah, Joe? Brands. I'm already.
3: I'm already tired. <sighs> There's too many names. I would say truly every democrat i have heard of <laughs> like honestly almost like Cher's gonna run lady gaga's gonna run just
2: so she can give wait a speech. till guys <laughs> wait till
0: howard schultz then you're gonna get like our version of donald trump like howard schultz is gonna come out here and yep. mm-hmm. and run like it, it we got a we got a long
2: long road <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see uh, what Tommy
3: says about our Pod Save America segment. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. We'll get that, that critique. It
3: well, is weird how we do ultimately crave his approval, even though we pretend he's just a nice fan. Anyway. Yeah, a nice fan who's bad at trivia. <laughs> oh, that's right. He, he can
2: recover from you that. You have other night.
0: skills, Tommy. It's <laughs> fine.
2: Uh, when we're back, we'll be joined by Nina Parker of E! News. I live by routines, especially my same day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped, delight
4: in every delivery. Learn more at Ship.com.
1: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.
2: We are back with The Queen of Media herself. (laughs) The Queen of E. Don't give me that. Don't give me that title. You have taken over E. (laughs) Nina Parker. Hi
4: guys. Hi. I appreciate it. Hello,
2: hello. Yes. Listen, I used to love all of the love and hip hop reunions that you hosted. Okay, good. And now you are on E hosting nightly pop. Yes. You were also on E News. I'm
4: on E News, yes. You have
2: a new show coming out. Yes. Um, Dating No Filter. Yes. So you talk about pop culture on E! Yes. I know that you are... Listen, we are tapped out, too. On, <laughs> we talked about R. Kelly again yes. today. But we are going to talk about a Kevin Hart movie. Not necessarily yes. him. Because there's nothing else to say about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, Hart You know, yeah. you'd
0: think that. And yet, every day, <laughs> something else right. again.
2: He drops a new interview. Yes. Uh. Have you
0: seen the posters around L.A.? I, I was driving, like, uh, I was about to turn on Sunset near the Chateau, and there was a poster that said the Oscars have no heart. But they what? picture of Kevin Hart's face. I was like, what is that even? Okay. What, like. <laughs> when they... do they have a heart?
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they Have been operating fine without one? I was like, who's printing up these posters and pasting them around Los Kevin. Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> also,
3: the, by or the, or the, the way, this <laughs> is. This is also what Nicole Kidman movie? So crazy. Oh, yeah. So. What is happening?
2: All right. The Upside. Starring Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart, and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I remake of the french film the untouchables it recently came under fire for brian Cranston playing a man with quadriplegia Mm -hmm. anyway it's a movie about a wheelchair bound billionaire who hires a former convict (laughs) to be his caretaker
3: (laughs) this happens a lot of the time right
0: there's a great article on Vulture about this movie that uh, we can link to, but um, they go into basically because this was a Weinstein yes company film and the hell yeah it was oh. a Weinstein company film and so it was this whole thing where obviously like that sort of threw it. They we're getting the movie made. It was a whole thing. It was a Weinstein film which fucked everything up. And then Kevin Hart was also promoting Jumanji at the same time, so it was this whole thing where he couldn't promote this film. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein mm. was like, "I'm gonna make him." Basically, like he contractually was not allowed to promote this film, and Harvey Weinstein was like, "I can figure it out." And then he, we know what happened there. And then, like, then the Kevin Hart stuff. So this movie has just had like hit after right. hit after right. hit. Which and is... the and the filmmaker is like, "This really sucks, guys. We yeah. were not. We did not see this coming."
4: This so January release. Lets <laughs> you yeah, <know>. exactly. <laughs> They're just trying to bury this
2: exactly. thing. <laughs> So in defense of his portrayal, Cranston was like, as actors, we're asked to play other people. If I, as a straight older person, and I'm wealthy, I'm very fortunate. Does that mean I can't play a person who is not wealthy? Does that mean I can't play a homosexual? But he does think that the subject is worthy of debate and that more opportunities should be given to actors who are disabled.
3: I just want to say how buffoonishly late I am to realizing this is a problem. Because for years, I'm thinking about just like notable... Um, disabled roles and stuff. And the first one I thought of was Laura Innes is Dr. Weaver on ER. And at the time, I would have said to you, oh, this is like a diverse show. See, there's a lot of black cast members. There's an Asian cast member. And they have a character who's uh, disabled. Meanwhile, of course, she is not disabled in real life. I, I just for some reason, I feel like we gave ourselves a pass for years and years to think like, oh, if there's a character who's disabled, that somehow is representational, when in fact, obviously it isn't. So anyway, we're stupid was my point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where do we think this is on the spectrum? of representation in Hollywood.
4: I have to be honest, I didn't think about it in that, in the frame of, you know, when I think about diversity, I think I always think of gender and I think of race. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought to, to associate it with, you know, someone being in a wheelchair or someone being disabled. I, did, I never even really thought about that. But I think that's a, you know, I think we're all entitled in our own ways. You know, entitlement doesn't just mean one lane. Like, some people are entitled with education, like it can be in different ways. And I think maybe in that way, some of us are entitled because we just, that's not in our Scope that's not in our we may not have any family members that are disabled. So we just don't even think about it. And so when I started to think about it, I'm like, you know, this, this is a great point. And I saw this story last week of a bridal store that, you know, they do the bride dresses mm-hmm. in the window and one of them they put in a wheelchair. And there were so many women who had gotten married who were disabled in wheelchairs who had these emotional reactions to seeing this in the window because they had never seen that before. And I think there are certain groups that just getting used to the norm of never being represented. Mm. And so I think that there has to be some type of opening into these industries because I think – it's, Hollywood pulls from the same pools of people for years and years and years. And then a new group comes in and they pull from that same small pool. You just have to have more people that are out there looking for these talents because they exist.
0: Yeah. You know, I also... I. Desperately wish we were having this conversation not about this movie because, like, (laughs) you know, you're just like, oh, this is the one.
2: Um, Ain't nobody trying to see it. Right. Right, It's just like, why is this the movie? But, you know, I
0: think the thing that – and this is not a new idea or opinion, but I think it's really about it cutting both ways. So it's like it is fine for a straight person to play a gay person, but you need to let gay people play straight people. For example, like when you're shooting a movie, there are a lot of constraints – and, and and things that come up where maybe having this person be disabled, makes something unfeasible, feasible to shoot, which OK. But when you have a movie where it isn't unfeasible to shoot, then you should get someone who's actually disabled. So I think part of the problem and I think this came up when we were when they were talking about trans actors, where they're like, listen, you can have people that are not trans play trans people, but you don't let trans people not play trans people right and so if 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 we're at a point where it truly is an open call for everyone and we're letting everyone audition for things and we're giving everyone that opportunity, I do think that the reaction to seeing someone like Brian Cranston play this role would be different because you would feel like we're kind of working with like an even playing field mm-hmm.
2: and it's always weird how the conversation comes back to well, are there any famous people in wheelchairs who could play this role? It's Steven Spielberg is doing the West Side Story reboot. Right. And they have, like, Ansel Elgort and Rita Moreno in roles, but...
0: Ansel Elgort is going to be in West Side Story? He's playing Tony. Okay.
2: Yeah. keep Elgort. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know he's one of my white kings. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, but they cast, like, a virtual unknown after doing a casting call yeah. to play Maria. Yeah. So you have to have a famous person in the movie, someone like an Ansel or something to sell it internationally, sell it in America. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can also cast an unknown, mm-hmm. really good like disabled actor to play this role. Mm-hmm. You know, you already had like the Kevin Hart role. You have like Nicole Kidman in the movie. You know, you didn't need it to be Brian Cranston. I bet Brian
0: Cranston wishes it wasn't Brian Cranston right about
3: now. (laughs) That is interesting though because like for instance on Breaking Bad his son really had cerebral palsy or like on that show Speechless like the son has a disability too. The mom on that show is Minnie Driver. So it's interesting how we get the authenticity as long as there's a celeb quotient otherwise. That kid from uh, Stranger Things is going to play the elephant man And somebody who actually has that disorder didn't get an audition to play it. And that's super interesting because if a celebrity is playing that part, you can't tell it's the celebrity. So why not just have somebody, you know, who has the fucking thing? You know, it's really interesting that still celebrities get you know, the lead in that, uh, in that universe. I have never seen The Elephant Man. Can I'm I tell you something? Holds Up, excellent movie. Mm.
4: I haven't mm. seen it since I, I had to watch it in school. Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it, that's, so that's how I saw it, but I was really young. I was I, way too young to understand the Why were, why, my teacher clearly <laughs> <laughs> wanted to catch up on some things during class because we watched <laughs> this when I was like 10 years old and we were all mm. like, what is happening? <laughs>
2: mm. I prefer
3: The Iceman, you know? Oh, sure. Cometh. Or uh, mask. Yeah. With Cher? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, not the mask? No. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Go. When she was 21, she really had it going on. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just said that because Iceman rhymed with Elephant Man. I'm going to
3: say, you're a brilliant It comic. didn't
0: rhyme. It's the same word. <laughs> it's not a rhyme when it's the That's same kidding. word. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rhyme the word with the same word.
3: All right. Tell that to,
0: <laughs> tell that to
2: Nicki Minaj. <laughs>
0: I would love to. I truly, I would love to.
2: All right. While I take the peak Lamborghini to race with China, I took the race to China. Just to race with China. Girl, that
0: is not a rhyme.
3: China is a fun word to say like that, though. I kind of oh, don't blame man. her. Yeah.
2: Uh, Nina, yes. what is it like for you having frank conversations like this on E! and stuff.
4: It's good. I mean, you know, for me, I've always just been kind of known. uh, For people who don't know, I got my start on TMZ. So I was on TMZ for five years, and it really kind of helped hone, like, me tapping into, like, my real conversations and being able to challenge people because it was oftentimes me against the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the only black woman there. So I very early in my television career learned how to kind of, defend myself and my point of view in a very real and frank way. So I was able to kind of take that kind of rawness to everywhere that I go, because sometimes people say, oh, you're, you know, you're going there, you're going to do this. And, and I think people think because you have to be one way when you're reporting on things, but you know, black folks love the tea so it's like (laughs) I you know we we love entertainment we love gossip we love that juicy you know entertainment gossip what's happening behind the scenes and oftentimes there's a lack of representation so people feel like well this show isn't for me Mm -hmm. you know or they're not covering things that I care about and so what I really hope to bring was a different aspect of like you know we can still be talking about these mainstream issues and still bring like a realness to it that we would talk about Angelina Jolie and Brad splitting as we would with people on Love and Hip Hop because it's the same kind of drama, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just because they're worth millions of dollars doesn't take away from the fact that there was some really weird, foul things going on, you know.
0: Serious question for you: How worried for your safety were you during those love and hip hop? Because i
4: always been. Like, get her out of there! I was like, get me out of there! <laughs> I'm from the Bay Area so I wasn't worried at so all. You worried. Okay. Oh, no. All right, I oh, know. No, no, no. no, I have a Bay Area <laughs> upbringing. Like a <laughs> <there>. <laughs> My reflexes are quick. Uh, this is like a family reunion you to would me. You get up real quick. Yeah. Oh, well also like I have other jobs you yeah. know what I mean like I, I have other jobs so this I'm not gonna put everything you know down the toilet to flex on somebody here and then not be able to work anywhere else right, right. the yeah. next Monday and also people have to realize like my bosses are there you know like a lot of these stars like this is like their bread and butter they do the show and that's it and they can act a fool like I have other things to do right. so it's like my bosses <laughs> are here E.P.s are here like I'm just not gonna do that and I don't really have a dog in the fight you know either so I'm just like oh okay y'all wanna fight I'm not gonna stop you but I'm a backup right. you know what I mean <laughs> So, you know, this this beat don't get messed up. Or, you know, wig don't get askew. handle your business, I'll come back in after.
3: Do you w- watch, though, reunion specials of other shows and, like, critique the people hosting them? Because there is, like, a real art to doing it well, to, like, right. bringing the most out of those people and to kind of keep the drama between them. You no,
4: know, because I critique myself. So yeah. this is going to be a whole other conversation. But, like, I was seeing everybody come for Lexa ship on Twitter And I kind of, I felt bad because I know sometimes she does put her foot in her mouth, but I know what it feels like to have people like scrutinize you for an art or something that you really appreciate. And you're just like, oh, like this just didn't come out the right way. So I don't watch, if I watch, I watch for pleasure and enjoyment and like any other person, but never really to critique. I don't really critique other hosts because everybody has their own own lane and the way that they do things. And, you know, it's all really geared to your personality. And also production plays a big part in how you host, because I feel like on the Love & Hip Hop I'm the least myself on camera because there's so much going on and there's so many other hands involved, invested in it that I kind of have to be very technical. So you never know what like is happening behind the scenes, which a lot of people don't think about when they're watching. That there's like a whole network, there's a whole booth of people talking, there's stuff that's cut out. So it's hard to judge from a production standpoint.
0: If you could, for one night only, replace Andy Cohen for a Housewives, <laughs> which to city? Ask yeah, which, yeah, which city? Beverly which city. Hills.
4: Beverly Hills I love that's my favorite cast I love to hate them it is like oh I love Beverly Hills that's my favorite (laughs) cast of all of the the show so I definitely would do that my
0: favorite thing about Beverly Hills is that they're all actually rich
4: Okay. right yes like, oh, yeah, like, that? Money. they all got
0: like yes. in, some of them in New York like a lot of them in New York do too yes. but like in Beverly Hills you're like oh these bitches are right. actually very Lisa rich Lisa
4: Vanderpump's house her, just her closet yeah uh.
0: guys I was just in I was just in Vegas I was telling them earlier and I am standing in the lo- after the Celine show in the lobby of Caesars Palace and I see a sign Vanderpump Ray Vanderpump coming to Vegas yes.
2: I cannot wait they're
0: opening some sort of cocktail garden yes. I believe that's what it was called <laughs> <laughs> at Caesars Palace God help us all yes truly
2: I just like her restaurants are already tacky. I can't wait to see what <laughs> Vegas tacky
4: is. Yes, <laughs> yes. She actually is um good friends with the guy who owns Planet Hollywood. He owns a bunch of different casinos yeah. and restaurants. I forget his name. Um, but she's really good friends with him. So Mr. I, Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she has all these I mean, Lisa's connections are long. Like if they think that they're gonna overthrow her from anything, I they know. got an, her her <laughs> she her money and connections are long. Lisa. Yeah.
0: Savannah so I, I
4: would love to do, I would sit in the audience, I would rarely sit in the audience for a reunion show because they're so long and I know how it goes. I would sit in the audience for the Be- Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. That's
2: like several hours, right? Oh, you're we, just taping.
4: Well, for us, we tape a 14 hour day. Oh, I tape Ooh. for 14 Whoa. hours. Yeah. I tape the full two hours in one sitting and we. I get in, I think my call time is like 8 a.m. and I don't leave till 2 a.m.
2: Oh, girl. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, you can sue. Yeah. <laughs> Get
4: out of there if you have to. It's a long day.
2: <laughs> uh, you're on E. Anything you're looking forward to this award season? Like, things oh. that have been really fun for yeah. you to sort of report and comment on?
4: Well, Grammys is always fun because it's, uh, you know, most of the award season is acting, so you're kind of seeing the same people once you do Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, SAGs, and then Oscars. You're kind of seeing the same people. Grammys is also like really fun because the outfits are obviously different. It's not as stiff. It's it's just, you know, th- there's music, so you have all different types of people. People coming with the entourage. It's just a whole different kind of moment to kind of people watch. So I really enjoy uh, reporting on the Grammys and kind of seeing what people are doing. And I don't feel like I know a lot about music as you know i can talk about what they're doing on the carpet but so it's always fun learning experience for me as well because i feel like i learn. i'm really bad at updating my itunes so this is like my moment to like get on board with what the cool kids <laughs> yeah, are doing because yeah. i'm still listening to scorpion
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, this award season is long i'm like we still got we still got yes, a bunch of stuff yes, coming it's a long,
2: long weeks they just announced that lucia Keys house in the grammys yeah, mm-hmm. I know. oh i didn't yeah. see that yeah yeah oh wow I'm makeup really. free I'm sure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that'll be interesting to see. I, you know, I feel like Alicia is a little self righteous sometimes, so I'm not sure how this hosting thing is gonna go. I'm gonna say she's also extremely nice. Yes. Whereas, like, I feel like a host should have
3: a little bit of a sinister Edgy. streak, you know? So we're we'll hosting how that goes. a show, but yeah. you
4: know, LL did it for so many years, True. and he was always super nice. So I come sometimes feel like the host for the Grammys is kind of like a, just they come in to announce and then they leave, and then everybody else comes out and does like the wild stuff.
3: Yeah, nobody expects you know? the host of the Grammys to do, like, a musical medley right. at the beginning or anything. <laughs> Which Thank is God. ironic, because <laughs> yeah. it's
4: the Grammys. This right. is where it's time to do the musicals, but they don't do them.
3: <laughs> also, this year, I want to say in the main categories, there are now, like, eight nominees apiece. Already, everybody has too many Grammys. So I'm already concerned about uh, too many nominations being handed out. But then out. It how be many special. are at the
0: Oscars? It's like 12 damn nominees
2: in now. In the I'm best like, picture. I'm yeah. like, that is... Yeah. Is
3: Gaga nominated? For a Grammy something,
2: obviously. I don't think she they had, announced. She a, like, will uh, she show up even, just to give a speech well, about *A Star Is would. Born*? Oh,
0: did she would. have a new album? Well, she must be. Nom- she's nominated for *A Star Is Born*, for sure. Uh-huh. Like, Shallow is nominated at the Grammys.
4: Oh, uh, okay. Well, night, then she'll sure. win for that. Oh, did the nominations come out? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, I didn't even well,
2: know they came out, so she'll know? be th- she'll be there. <laughs> I don't know what happens at the Grammys. <laughs> what are the Grammys? Anyway, Nina... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank being here. Thank you guys here. for having
4: me. Yes. Yeah. And Dating No Filter comes out next Monday. If you guys just need to watch us kiki and talk about these crazy dates, you guys live here so you know how crazy dating is in L.A. And it really just echoes that madness. So um, we can all watch and be lonely and sarcastic together. Yeah, the, the, the feeling
2: of sitting on your couch.
4: Exactly. Swiping
2: left. Yes. Swiping right. It's exactly feeling that. Feeling like you'll die alone. Yeah.
4: <laughs> And we're there just to make it a little fun for everyone.
2: Yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) When we're back, keep it. (laughs) And we're back. It's time for keep it. It is. Kara, go ahead.
0: My keep it is to the hashtag 10 year challenge. If you don't know, and I don't know how you could not know because everyone is doing this fucking challenge. It is just posting a picture of yourself from this year, 2009, which by the way, 2019, which just started. So how many pictures of yourself could you possibly already have? They're
2: all photos of people from 2018.
0: Exactly. And then a picture of you from 2009. And it's like, look, that was me 10 years ago. Here I am now. That is the extent of this. Not a challenge. (laughs) First of all, if you can't fulfill
2: the challenge, yeah. something is like Unless think, there's ice falling on you. Right. And exactly. Fringing.
0: And for me, unless you're Kylie Jenner, this shit isn't that surprising. Hers is the only <laughs> 10 year challenge. Where we're like, wow, that's a fully different human being. <laughs> like every Shocker. Everyone looks better now because we've all discovered Instagram and beauty blenders and beards and skincare. Everyone looks better now. That's the surprise. That's it. That's the challenge. That's all we've got.
3: It is pretty crazy looking at photos from 10 years ago, though, how much, how bad photos looked like because you would often have to physically scan them just like it's crazy yeah what it's we did. just
0: it's like you took it with a digital camera and now our iphones are just full-on computers in our hands that's that's the biggest revelation of the 10-year challenge and it's
2: just like being reminded that every white gay in 2009 used too much bronzer and had that same skinny scar from h&m <laughs> i'm gonna say
3: and also lots of jewel-toned express for men shirts yes you know you wore like an emerald green shirt out for a night. And I say you look like, like everybody looked like um, whose line is it anyway, panelists?
0: I miss the real challenges, you know, like the ice bucket challenge. That was hard ish. Harder than this, you and had allegedly to allegedly
3: you donated something. Yeah, yeah, you had to donate. You it had is to hard. Fill I, up a
0: bucket of ice. I never have that's ice in ice. my apartment. I'm saying, like, you know, the even the, even the in my feelings <laughs> challenge required like a little bit more effort dancing. On, on dancing. You had to be able to stay on beat. This is just a thr- this is just an, a throwback Thursday. Yeah, that's literally all this is.
2: You could post. My favorite thing too is the people who just post a photo of themselves from 2009. Right. <laughs> Instead, of, They they don't want the comparison They're just like Look at me Back then I don't actually Even have access To those photos anymore They're somewhere But I got rid of my Facebook I guess I was in so,
0: I was in college yeah. yeah I mean like whatever So
2: I can't Scroll readily
0: It's also just been Going on for too long like it, right. one day of it's like fine, I guess. But now I feel like it's been like a few days and I'm like, still, we're still. And still because happening.
2: of Instagram's shitty algorithm,
0: right <laughs>
2: there's... It, it, we will continue to see it for two weeks. Right. right Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. like it. Keep it. It's just, it's get a real challenge, guys. It's 2019. Get
2: a real challenge. Challenge.
0: Exactly. Ooh. Hashtag that bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lewis. Um, Lewis, my- have a real keep it challenge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to fail it again. Um, keep it to death, which just took Carol Channing from us. Carol Channing is a 97-year-old Broadway legend. And all I have to say about people who get to be that old is you just don't fucking want some people to die. You just want like the Dick Van Dykes and the Cicely Tysons and the Olivia de Havillands to go on and on because... They're so from a bygone era of entertainment and I just don't I don't want all of that to be in the past. But a couple of interesting things about Carol Channing. One, great documentary about her a couple of years ago called uh, Larger Than Life, which I recommend. Two, nominated for an Oscar one time. Do you know what for, Ira? You're more of a Broadway gay than I am. I'm surprised you don't know. Oh, wait. Was it for Hello, Dolly? It was not Thoroughly Modern Millie. Uh, and also, the the greatest thing about Carol Channing, other than she is an unforgettable character, like a Celine Dion, full of such inevitable joy, uh, she's the reason Barbara Streisand doesn't have a Tony, because she won for Hello, Dolly over Barbara in Funny Girl, which is I, historically insane. I mean, awesome.
2: But. I always forget that she's in Thoroughly Modern Millie, because the only one that really matters is Sutton Foster's.
3: A, a, the
2: only one. And Harriet Sampson Harris.
3: That's I love Harriet Harris. Don't have Okay. That, yeah.
2: Lewis, I feel like you've
0: done death before. Keep it to death.
3: Well, I feel I, like this is a repeat. It's quite sincere. <laughs> Turns out I was not lying about it. As, as if it's coming for you personally. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Again, I'm 32, the year of Karen Carpenter's death. Weirder things have happened. Illuminati. I do love Carol Channing, though. Uh, yeah. She was an octoroon. Ira,
2: get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> you can't say that in front of white people. <laughs> That's something we have to say behind closed doors to each other. Privately.
2: <laughs> Privately. She was I'll run and hide. Black. She was, yes. Yes. Can we still use that word?
0: You want what's funny? It's a technical word. I got an email from someone when I was still at Jezebel. I don't remember what I had been writing about. Um, it must have been about like mixed race people. And this woman emailed me and literally referred to herself as an octoroon and her child, or she was the quadroon and then her child oh. was the octoroon. But like use those words to describe herself. I was like, that's how I know you're lying or you're, you're not actually black. Cause <laughs> no, but no, like you're making this up because no actual black person is referring to themselves as an octoroon. <laughs> <laughs> now the- we've said that word like 18 <laughs> times.
3: <laughs> oh God. The secret password is <laughs> octoroon. <laughs> oh my god that should be an snl sketch like just <laughs> password but only words that certain people can say
0: No yeah. your keep it <laughs> oh, that's where we're at I, i'm still laughing this whole...
2: how many times
0: <laughs> yeah, an another one we need to go to those like ding
2: <laughs> my keep it is for kara's favorite oh. fast food joint no shake shack Go to hell. I love Shake Shack. Listen, I love Shake Shack, too. My keep it is mainly for Shake Shack's social media person. Oh, God. Oh, I saw this. So those. when Trump had his trash dinner, his his, <laughs> his, his candlelit Filet-O-Fish. Uh,
3: Which went cold in, I'm not kidding, four minutes.
2: Yes. I tweeted that. He should be impeached just on the basis of him not serving Shake Shack, which yeah. is right down the street from the White House. Yes. Shake Shack responded to my tweet uh. with, hit us up if you want a real spread while you're in town, Clemson. <laughs> that is actually
3: pretty artfully shady.
2: And I quoted the tweet with, how the fuck are you going to respond to my tweet with an offer for Clemson <laughs> on my tweet? You fucking clout Shack. chasers! I want some Shake Shack. I want to. I want to. I want a smoke Shack burger. You know. I want a chick. You know what I had, apostrophe N You know what I sandwich. had to.
0: <laughs> what I had to do to get free Shake Shack was I wrote about Shake Shack for the LA Review of Books, and it was a brilliant. It was like something like a Shake Shack obsession in numbers. It's right after Fred Armisen's piece, and uh, and they sent me a gift certificate.
3: Oh my god, They're salted caramel shakes—that's a perfect food. It is. Yeah.
0: So you're mad that. Clem- that Shake Shack offered to give the group of young men who achieved something Shake Shack, and not you for tweeting at them.
2: Yes. Okay. That they hopped into my mentions, and also no, by the way, you tweeted at them.
3: I didn't at Shake. Shack. Oh, you
0: didn't at Shake Shack. Okay.
3: Also, by the way, it's actually extra shady of them because obviously the Clemson team has already had way too much fast food by now. So <laughs> then
2: you're like, you want more, boys? We're right here. You want, a, you want a full spread? C- can
0: I say my favorite? There's a video of the of the guys, like, you know, picking up their Big Macs. And you hear one dude go, I thought this was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, they're pulling up in the bus. And someone's like, yo, I heard that they got filet fish in there. And they're like, no, no. And then they walk in, and it's a pile of filet fishes
3: Some guy there had AirPods, AirPods in. Yeah, amazing. Yes. The, black,
0: the black dude was just like, I...
3: <laughs>
2: uh, I love how... Trump, first of all, he tweeted that he there were a thousand hamburgers. Uh, he misspelled hamburgers. Uh, I, I believe
3: that's his first misspelling. I can't believe
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of the government shutdown, that's why he served... Fast they didn't food have like, catering as at the if, White House. yeah. But as if the government shut down, closed every restaurant right. in DC, <laughs>
0: right?
2: <laughs> you could. That's how it works. Like, was was Rocky Rococo's closed, bitch?
0: <laughs> what about Ann Pizza? Ooh, that's a DC <laughs> reference for you.
2: They have a Nando's in DC. <laughs>
0: Why did it have to be a fast food restaurant also <laughs> is the other question. Why is that who had to cater? it? Yeah,
3: in? it's really. Cra- I mean, Again, I mean, uh, there's a comedian. I think it's a uh, is it Laurie Kilmartin who who tweets about if Hillary were president and the same things Trump are doing were happening. And she said, imagine if Hillary Clinton served fast food for a visiting. Guys, t- it's so crazy. Imagine if
0: Barack Obama had served goddamn Big Macs at the White House. They would have come for him with pitchforks. They would have burned the White House down if that black man had been serving cold-ass fries to the Clemson Tigers.
2: Well, if at least I know if Barack served some Big Macs at the White House, they would be warm.
3: <laughs> right. So I, want, I wanted to see the hot fries. They didn't even yeah. have hot uh, Yes.
2: The, the, when, when the sauces were put in the in, into a ball, the but gravy sti- bowl, but still in their sauce,
0: i just really feel bad for the staff i mean i feel bad for the staff of the white house for a lot of reasons but like you know they're just thinking of their state dinners they're thinking of all of just (laughs) the many meals that they have served to honor great americans and they're like this motherfucker is making us put goddamn sweet and sour sauce in our, in our silver gravy bowls.
3: Imagine this chapter of the movie, The Butler.
0: <laughs> Get it, he's like,
3: I can't believe I have to carry this burger over there. Do
0: you think also, do you think someone had to go pick up the McDonald's? Or do you think they, for the White House, they drop it off?
3: I feel like it's dropped off. I don't know how it gets into the White House, he though. He made concerned. Eric do it. You think so? Oh, yeah. Made Eric on his little bicycle.
0: Make Tiffany go get it.
3: (laughs) Tiffany works there. He had to ask someone for her number first, but then he texted it.
2: (laughs) Also, Hillary definitely would not have done it. Hillary's dinner would, because she loves to be likeable, would have had photos of her, like, cooking up pasta. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) She would have made them dinner, yeah. She'd be like, I made them home (laughs) dinner.
3: Opening a purse full of hot sauce to show everybody.
0: (laughs) Also, buddy, like, Donald, billionaires, supposed billionaires, ain't buying people 100 Big Macs. Yeah. You're not really keeping up that charade very well, man.
2: filet oh, <laughs>
0: just, just, like,
2: what the fuck eats a filet of fish?
0: What were the Wendy's burgers, too? That's what I couldn't see. Because the, the only thing you should be getting at Wendy's it's a Frosty. are a Frosty and the and the chicken nuggets. Chicken I nuggets need, are good. Uh,
3: uh, I, I like a chicken sandwich from there. And the fries, if they are golden- I'm into.
2: fast food. Not even some Taco Bell.
0: Well, because it's not great American food. That's right. True. That was his whole thing. True. Great <laughs> French fries. French fries. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even call them freedom fries.
2: Taco Bell, the most Americanized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's probably like that's south of the border. Oh, my God.
0: We're all, we have guys. What are we talking what about, is, what is is I about? I couldn't we,
3: be sorry. We are getting
0: the wrap-up signal like you, couldn't be believe, like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe.
2: That's our show this week. This was insane.
0: This took a lot of turns, for sure. It, it we tried? Week. It was a yes. week.
2: We'll see you next week.